Hello dear listener, good day and welcome to another Q&A podcast episode on Reality Core, the question and answer podcast episode. If this is your first podcast you are listening to on Reality Core, what we have here are insightful, interesting and didactic podcast sessions about essential and social life issues geared towards promoting your whole round wellness. So welcome on board. In this episode, I'll be addressing questions based on Pensword articles, reality call, podcasts, and videos, and any other related questions outside what we have covered. So without wasting much of your time, I'm going straight to the questions. Our first question here came from Killing the Killer, Five Sure Ways to Overcome Anxiety and Depression. The question says, what should I do when things don't go my way? How do I handle the pain? When things don't go your way, let this be foundational with you. Nobody has it all and no one has things going their way all the time. I am saying this because you don't want to start thinking the whole world is against you or you are the only one with challenges. So next time when things do not go your way, reflect on the moments when things actually went right with you. Celebrate the positive events in your life and times when things went right you know as human beings we have this tendency to always dwell on times we didn't get it right times when things did not go as we planned and then we forget about those moments when things actually were rosy and when things actually went the way we wanted so if there's anything you need to work on you should work on it and then expect better moments usually when things don't go away there are better things ahead than the ones that you leave behind But if you keep dwelling on the pain, you will not be able to pull your focus into what is ahead and when the past starts becoming a threat to what lies ahead, that is a warning sign. You have to let go of the times things did not go your way and let go of things you no longer have control over and move on. The next question is from one of my wellness posts which says, no, it was you who allowed your emotions to be ruined. The question says, how can one know friendly foes? Because they pretend to like you, so you will feel free to fall into their trap. Well, there are certain signs that we suggest that such people are never really into you. Most times, it is only for their own selfish personal gains. So no matter how long someone pretends to be friendly, but has a negative motive, it will definitely become obvious one day, because that will come out as a red flag. So if you are very sensitive and observant, you will be able to detect red flags in a so-called friendship that is not working for you. So it will be up to you if you are comfortable to put up with such lifestyle or you want to look elsewhere. But in cases of extreme confusion and in all, your conscience is there to help you discern between friendships worth keeping and those not worth keeping so that you will not fall into anyone's trap. But to find out more about this, you can read up my article on Medium titled Authentic Friendship Detectives. You can go on Google and type Authentic Friendship Detectives and you'll be able to read it on Medium through any of the first two search results. To make it more direct, you can add my name. I am Aluko Deborah JB. Yeah, I should have said that at the beginning for my new listeners. I am Aliko Deborah JB and I'm the host of this podcast sessions. So you can use the name to have a more direct result. So straight away, let's go to the third question. 
The third question is from another Pennsworth article, Opposite Sex Relationships. The question says, like, what can you do when you have a problem relating with your own gender and getting along, and when you get along better with the opposite gender, but you have a problem relating with your own gender? Well, this could be as a result of certain factors. It is not much of a problem. It is not actually an issue depending on what you are achieving with such relationships. So, for instance, some people grew up amongst all male siblings or all female siblings, as the case may be, and this can make them get along more with the gender they are used to or more conversant with. There are witnessed a situation where the boy was... He doesn't play boy um, ball with his friends. He during break time he doesn't play ball with his friends he doesn't do the boy games you understand but he loves to play with the girls he was just used to it i know he gets along with girls and he does not join the boys on the field to play their regular games he preferred to join the girlish games you understand so he was more comfortable in uh in the company of girls because growing up in the midst of girls had made him you know to get more used to that gender and it can determine how much they like to relate with such gender. So refusing to re- interact on the interpersonal relationship level is one of those detrimental extremes unveiled in my article. Also, it is possible that same gender interactions, if not handled well, can also breed wrong actions. So it is possible that maybe you are a girl and you have friends that are girls and you are still not doing the right thing. So that doesn't justify It's not only maybe when you are you say you are if you have a friend that isn't the opposite gender it doesn't it's it all boils down to what you are achieving with the relationship and what you are doing so it's not like when you don't have any friends among the opposite genders and all you have are same genders with you and if you're still not doing the right thing it still doesn't make it right so you get the point the bottom line is to maintain the right principles and know where to draw the line in all our relationships we can always figure that out if we are true to ourselves. Now to the fourth question. This is from an episode of Letter to God. That um, letter was talking about how God is willing to, you know, help those who are sincere with their tendencies. And a question came from that saying, how would you describe the kind of sincerity he asked for? So that sincerity is having to do with a true desire to change. These ones are not deliberately obstinate to God's directives and revelations to them. So God is, is always willing to help everyone to overcome their tendencies. And the only thing is that God does not force because man is a free moral agent with liberty to make his own decisions and choices. So don't think God does not care about whatever tendencies you are battling with. He does. And he has shown his help in several ways. But human beings either fail to recognize it or key into it. And it's just like, let me paint a scenario. Like maybe you're, you're, you're waiting in, on, on the road to get into a bus. And then the bus comes and the bus driver stops for you, expecting you enter. But then you don't go in. For maybe you change your mind or something is just not making you to go in. So the bus driver has done his own part by stopping, is willing to help you, but if you don't make the attempt on your own part, nothing can be done. 
So the sincerity he asked for is that of complete readiness to key into his help and to have that readiness to actually kiss those tendencies goodbye. And that can only happen when you have an intimate relationship with him. You know, it's just like if you truly love someone, there is no length you cannot go to please that person. If you truly love someone, there is nothing you cannot actually, you know, leave for that person. So that has to do with the kind of relationship that you have built with God. Because relationships are in levels and it depends on how, how much you want it. So that is for that. Um, the next question now is coming from our latest specs of video titled Am I Crushing? And the question says that when you think what you have is love, you, you think what you have is love towards that person, but you don't intend marriage. When you say you love someone, but you don't intend marriage, and you still don't want to call it a crush. Well, what I believe love to be is something true, and because love is a common language used, even when the actions of the partners do not, um, does not... Um, symbolize love even when the actions of the partners do not necessarily symbolize love love is a common language they say love 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 but that is why we have the concept of true love because the word love has been misused in so many ways actually so but true love in my own view is what makes you totally want to accept somebody into your life for the rest of your life and i will give reasons for that now to the question that says you have an experience you're experiencing love to someone you do not intend to get married to it is a tricky one so we have to determine if that is really love or some kind of feelings of infatuation the first thing we have to do is to define the goals of that love if he or she does not have marriage in view then what does the person hope to achieve you need to know that and secondly you need to run the love through a litmus test and that test is does it really satisfy the qualities of love you know the qualities of love love is kind love is patient love does not seek his own love is not selfish and so on and so forth so if the love that the person is expressing towards you does not actually fit into those qualities then there is a question mark there you know, the most common trend now is we have most people say they love each other and they just decide, okay, let us enjoy the time we have for now. So they date for years and in the long run, you see either the man or either the guy or the lady just breaks up and say, see, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks and I need to settle down. I cannot continue this relationship anymore. Or one of them just breaks up with the other one and says, they found someone or he or she found someone who possesses all they have ever dreamed of and they let go of the other partner and they leave the the other partner heartbroken now the question to pose to them is this does love break the heart does love break the heart does love seek rest or settlement elsewhere a site where he or she has initially pitched with that partner he or she said he loves because 
You see, many of the actions of the so-called love does not actually portray the true qualities of love. If you truly love someone, why would you want to do something to break the heart of the person? You've saw someone else you thought was better and then you left the person. So can you actually say you actually loved the person? Patience is that some people in, in a relationship they just think about what they want, what they want to get, you understand? So we can't actually call that love because it lacks patience, it's seeking its own, and it is just questioning because it does not fit into these qualities of love. So that's the litmus test I was talking about. Love is undying and complete and it does not break the heart. So I seriously feel the word love has been misused or adulterated in so many ways. There are so many instances where the so-called love has actually failed the true test of love in the long run. So many of what we have out there is actually mere crush or infatuation, not true love. Because, for instance, we are, we also have um, situations where maybe in in the course of the love thing, the so-called love thing, then maybe the the girl, uh, the lady gets pregnant, and then the other partner is telling her to abort it. Now you ask, does something you make out of love, as in something a product made out of love, the baby, right? And does the product made out of love have to be destroyed? Something made out of love should be treasured and not destroyed. You understand? So in the long run, you start seeing that the actions and awareness, everything starts playing out. Just that these attributes and these um, things about this love does not actually fit into the qualities of love. So it is something else, not love. So that is the answer to that. I want to sincerely appreciate all those who reached out to ask questions and i hope you have learned something no matter how small i hope you have learned one or two things from this question and answer episode on reality core i remain your host aliko deborah jb and i look forward to seeing you another time on the show so do have a good day and enjoy Bye for now.